Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Saturday night get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jerry Mack in the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you want to buy a home or refinance your current home, Rocket Mortgage can help you get their home loan solutions for you that fit your life. Rocket can. All right, we rock it out to one of my favorite baseball guys. You've heard him here with me on CBS Sports Radio plenty of times. You should be following and reading him on fan graphs. I got some fan graphs questions for him because some of these things just don't add up for me the way Major League Baseball's playoffs are going. Uh, he is one of the best in the business. Jay Jaffe from Fangraphs joins us on CBS Sports Radio. How are you, Big Jay? Hey, I'm good. How you doing? Good. Uh, now, Fangraphs is an excellent baseball website. Uh, I, I, I'm on it all the time. Not everybody is. It's very analytically driven. Does the analytics say that's what ha- what's happening in Major League Baseball this year in the postseason, where it's become more reliever-driven than ever before. And I know there are certain reasons for it, that uh, starters have gotten hurt, starters haven't pitched that well, but the teams that advance far in the playoffs, including the Astros, who are now in the World Series, have been using their bullpen like teams have never used a bullpen before. It's, how analytically driven is this? Well, you know that's a good question. I've been looking at it from the standpoint of the starting pitch of the starting pitching, and uh, did a, did an article about a week ago called uh, "The Incredible Shrinking Starting Pitcher." Uh, <laughs> and what we've seen is that starters have averaged just over four innings per start in the postseason, which uh, you know we've never seen that before. We have seen them. We've seen the average slip below five in three of the previous four postseasons. Um, what we're seeing now is something different. I. I don't know how much of it is just analytics and how much of it is a uh, is a reaction to um, the uh, fatigue that's come on from the ramp up of from 60, 60 games last year to one hundred sixty two games this year. You know, on both sides, we're seeing pitchers that that increased their workloads by over a hundred innings. Guys like Walker Bueller, Max Scherzer, um, Max Fried, Ian Anderson. Uh, these guys are gassed. Um, and you know we're seeing. I mean, Max Scherzer was absolutely dominant uh, towards the you know through uh, from the time that the Dodgers picked him up until uh, his last couple of starts. And since then, he's been kind of on fumes. Uh, one very good playoff start, two kind of gritty ones, and then that that inning of relief. But uh, you know he's been uh, pushed back a couple times because of uh, fatigue. And I think that that has a lot to do with what's going on. Not it's not just Scherzer. It's all it's all these guys. And I think. Managers are reacting with you know to to that by not pushing these guys as hard as they normally would. 
fair enough. Uh, and no one knows for sure. All we know are the results, and we're judging them now. And the results are the Astros have handled it better than anybody else. Came from behind in the uh, ALCS, win three in a row, and they're back in the World Series again, third time in the last five years. Uh, so they are a, a, a borderline dynasty team. But this team, at least on the pitching end, is different than ever before. Used to have the Verlanders and the Garrett Coles of the world and guys who would pitch long and deep into the game. Uh, they got that kind of effort out of Framber Valdez the other day. But they've been able to do it with an entire pitching staff. Did they set themselves up better for the playoffs than anybody else in the American League? Or are they just a better team than anybody else in the American League? I think they're, I think they're the better team. I mean, you know, they're... They look like they had a rotation problem. I think they still have a rotation problem. Uh, Zach Granke is not himself, um, you know. For for one thing, obviously they don't they don't have Verlander anymore. Uh, they you know they've they've uh, Jake Odorizzi has been uh, has been kind of gimpy. You know he was he was a, a key starter for them this year. Um, this is just not uh, a, a team that you would have been impressed by. Um, you know, coming into the playoffs in terms of their pitching, they lost Lance McCullers, who had a very good start to start the postseason. Uh, he's done for the year. Um, they have just gotten some timely relief pitching. Guys like uh, uh, Christian Javier, uh, I think it's uh, seven and two-thirds scoreless innings uh, uh, in the uh, division series and, and the ALCS. That's huge. You know, they had that string where they weren't even getting two innings out of their starters. And finally, Luis Garcia and uh, Framber Valdez both pitched very well. Uh, at the end of that series and, and shut the Red Sox out, you know, shut the Red Sox offense down just about completely. Now, those two guys are given for the uh, World Series start either game one, game two, depending on how long the NL goes, or game yeah, two, I w- game three. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to look at the calendar, but it, it, the, the World Series starts on uh, on Tuesday regardless. And so uh, I believe uh, Valdez will be lined up to start game one. Uh, I would expect uh, Garcia in game two, where it goes from there. I don't really know. I think, uh, uh, it, it's, it's anyone's guess. I know that my, my, my colleague, Ben Clemens, uh, did something, uh, did an article on fan graphs yesterday called Houston still has a rotation problem. If I'm pulling this up here, uh, it looks to me like he's got Jose Urquidy for game three and Zach Granke for game four, uh, possibly vice versa. And uh, neither one of those were all that great in the ALCS. But their bullpen was, and uh, the two guys we mentioned will probably start game one and game two, a guy who I can't say enough good things about is Brent Strom, their pitching coach. He's been there throughout this run. The uh, infield together with Altuve and Correa and Bregman have been here for the uh, last five years, five straight trips to the American League Championship Series. But the other guy who's been a key element of it has been their pitching coach, They've changed managers. They've changed their starting staff from top to bottom, and the bullpen is completely different than the one that won the World Series back down in two, back in 2017. How important is Brett Strom, their pitching coach, to the success of the Astros? Yeah, I think I think he's very important. I think that you know you look. I've we've we've been you know at Fangraphs we've been questioning the the quality of the staff, um, you know for 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 the last couple of years and and. Uh, uh, it, you know, last year they this is a team that that you know kind of backed into the playoffs. They were actually sub 500, but they uh, uh, turned out to be very tough in October. But yeah, Strom has has absolutely played a big role in the development of these guys. Um, you know, these are not these were not uh, number one prospects. They're you know some good pitching prospects. I think Martin Maldonado deserves a lot of credit. The guy's not much of a hitter uh, anymore, but 
uh, as a pitch handler, um, you know, he, he gets high marks. And one of my colleagues, Kevin Goldstein, used to work for uh, the Astros on the player development side. And he said, you know, throughout the organization, Maldonado is a guy who is just, you know, beloved. Um, pitchers love working with him. So I think that's a lot of it, too. But Strom, uh, yeah, he's been the constant there and, 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 and certainly a big, a big deal in, in, in what they've done. And the Astros had to withstand the cheating scandal, and they got the – some people believe they got a flight. Um, the manager cost him his job. The general manager cost him his job. He still hasn't gotten back on baseball, so it isn't like there was no punishment that the players didn't feel the wrath, um, but they certainly heard the scorn from Major League Baseball fans. The only one who was getting advantage was offensive players because they were stealing signs and getting advance notice as to what's coming. Didn't help the pitching at all. So, again, that's Brent Strom. And uh, as the offense is getting a leg up, I guess you can pitch a little bit more at ease when yeah. your offense is performing the way they were because they were in an advantage. Uh, I guess that plays into it some. But what are his key tenets that he's been able to instill in this ever-changing Astro pitching staff, which has had them in their championship series five years running? You know that's a, that's actually probably beyond my beyond beyond what I could what I could define for you here. But uh, uh, what we've seen is is a lot of a lot of hard throwing guys who who maybe didn't look like they had the the uh, high strikeout stuff have uh, uh, you know kind of fit into the trend of of, of higher strikeouts. They miss a lot of bats. Uh, you know they uh, they before uh, they had guys like Cole and and Verlander who worked up in the zone a lot and had those high spin fastballs. Now with the crackdown on the sticky stuff, I don't know how the extent to which they're getting it done in the same way. Um, but uh, we have seen, you know, this is a, a fairly young core. Even if you know, even if you count McCullers, that it's uh, uh, this year it was uh, McCullers, Luis Garcia, Fran Valdez, Jose Urquidy. Those guys are all twenty six and I mean, sorry, twenty seven and younger, uh, and they were the ones who who really did the, did the bulk of the uh, of, of the work for them. So I think it's, you know, a lot of it just has to do with the receptive to, you know, to the instruction, to the analytics they're getting uh, to help these guys navigate these tough lineups in the American League. All right. We mentioned the fact that their infield has stayed together for the period of time that they've been competing for these championships. Guriel, Correa, Bregman, Altuve. Are they losing one? Is it a foregone conclusion that Korea's going? Korea's going elsewhere this offseason? You know, I, I think that seems to be uh, the general consensus within the industry. I mean, you know, the Astros have money. They play. They play in one of the largest media markets. There's no reason why they couldn't uh, extend him um, and keep him out of that. But you get the sense, particularly, you know, given how strong a season that he has had. Uh, you know that that uh, this is a guy who wants to see you know if that three hundred million dollar contract is out there and and you know he's only uh, twenty seven just turned twenty seven in September I mean this is a very young free agent so you'd think he's got you know something like the Machado contract uh, ahead of him uh, hitting free agency on a, on a very high note there's a knock on on his uh, 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 durability relative to injuries but this year he played 148 games last year he played 58 out of 60 um you know it looks like he might be shedding that injured that that stuff um his field you know is a two-way player with the with the uh, uh excellent glove and arm we've seen you know we've seen him put on, on something of a, sh- a defensive show um so yeah i think he's going to test the market i don't think that houston can lock him up without testing the market but i do think they will try to keep him 
Our buddy Jay Jaffe here with us talking about the Major League Baseball playoffs, Major League overall, because I do want to ask Jay a couple other questions about uh, the future as in leading into the 2022 season. Speaking of the 2022 season, Red Sox came up short in the ALCS against the Strohs. Their bats went cold last couple of games. I'd rather give credit to the Astro pitching than tear down the uh, Sox offense, but they did kind of stop hitting there in the midst of the series. But you would still have to consider this Red Sox season an overachievement. Uh, I follow you guys. I know. I pay attention because I made my prediction. Mm -hmm. I comped them to some people, and I said, man, nobody else has got the Red Sox competing. I think they can get a wild card spot, which they did. And then, of course, they win the wild card and advance to the ALCS. So I think they had a pretty darn good year. Where do they go from here? They had to rebuild the bullpen on the fly in the season and did a pretty good job of it right up until the uh, last couple games of the ALCS. What do the Red Sox need to do next year to be back in the ALCS? Yeah, I think, well, I think they need to figure out second base. Uh, that's, that's one of their priorities. They were able to kind of patch things together, but in uh, Kike Hernandez, uh, who they originally signed, who I thought was we, we all thought was going to be their second baseman, ended up playing center field and playing a very good center field. Um, I think they need to shore up that rotation. I mean, you know, a full season of Chris Sale will help uh, w- uh, with Nathan Evaldi. I believe Eduardo Rodriguez is a free agent. Uh, I would yep. think he would be a, a priority for them to uh, to bring back. I know they like him a lot. Uh, he went through a lot, missed last season due to due to uh, a bout of myocarditis in the wake of a, a COVID infection. Um, but you know, they, they need at least, uh, one more reliable starter in there. We've, you know, we've seen them kind of, um, uh, getting by with, uh, you know, some, some backend types. Nick Pavetta has some promise though. He, he, he's definitely, uh, uh, somebody who I think they'll, they'll, they'll probably expect more of the bullpen needs help. Uh, obviously, I mean, when you're, you know, the closer you sign to an extension misses the postseason, um, that doesn't speak, speak all that well of, uh, uh, your your bullpen situation and Adam Ottavino was very very uh, erratic. Um, they need some help down there. Uh, I think they're going to need to figure out uh, uh, what happens you know with with Kyle Schwarber because he was a very nice addition for them. Uh, first base is kind of a question mark for them. Uh, is Schwarber up to the task of of, of continuing his his uh, uh, learning at first base? I think it's quite possible. It seemed he seemed very happy there. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. I think they're going to spend some money. They're, you know, they're, uh, uh, they've reset themselves with regards to the luxury tax, although, of course, we don't really know uh, what the next form of that's going to be because uh, we're waiting for, the, for two sides to agree on a collective bargaining agreement. And I, as I know you're sort of itching to ask, I don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> Neither one of us do, but I'm going to get your opinion on it in just a second. One last Red Sox question. Uh, the kid Hauk came up in season, pitched well, was a starter. They kind of moved him to the pen. They used him in both roles. I know he got hit in the final World Series game, uh, but prior to that, it had been pretty good for them here in the postseason. Is he a rotational piece, or is he going to be a key bullpen arm for them I next think, year? I think they'll give him a shot at the rotation. I, you know, I think that he misses enough bats that, that I think they'll, they'll give him a shot at it. I don't think it's guaranteed. This is not a guy who is viewed as a high-ceiling prospect, uh, but he has, I think, you know, pitched well enough to earn a shot at, at uh, um, you know, at, at becoming that rotation guy. Um you know, we thought he looked like a you know our, our prospect guys. Uh, you know, had him as more of a kind of a back end type, maybe starter, maybe reliever. Um, but uh, uh, he has uh, definitely, I think, pitched pitched his way into 
the conversation for a bigger role. All right, let's get to the pink elephant in the room. And I know we got a World Series champion yet to decide, um, but we always do have half an eye looking forward. Uh, they do not have a collective bargaining agreement in place for next year. Um, when they've needed to negotiate, just playing rules for the COVID situation the country's been in for both spanning both of the last two baseball seasons, it's been a knockdown drag out almost over every single little issue. I have made your fears that this is going to be the first time in a long time we're not going to get a season started on time. COVID-related aside, of course, because we only had the 60-game season just last year, but that wasn't because of collective bargaining. That was because of the pandemic in this country. Assuming we've got no pandemic issues, we getting 162 in next year, Jay Jaffe? You know, I'm, I, 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 I don't know yet. I, I, I'm optimistic because here's the thing. Teams, you know, with having played last season without any crowds and having played this season, you know, especially the first half of the season with with limited crowds, I don't know how much appetite there is to to you know to to uh, uh, decrease the amount of revenue they can bring in. Um, you know, you're gonna do you're gonna do a lot of damage to the sport right now. Um, you know, if you if you try to curtail the season, I think. Do I think there'll be a lockout this winter? Yes, but I think it, I think this. I think it's going to be more of something that that squeezes the free agents um, by creating a compressed signing period um, because a lot of guys are not going to sign until are not going to get a chance to sign until after that's settled. Um, it might be you know January, late January that we that we get it. I don't know, but I think they're going to be pretty careful about not cutting into the season too much. I could be wrong, um, but that's that that's my my view of it is is that the you know they can. The owners can get their economic advantage out of this in some ways uh, by putting the squeeze on the free agents and 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 uh, forcing them to to uh, play musical chairs fairly quickly rather than dragging it out all winter. All right, one last hypothetical question, which is probably completely unfair, but I know you're up to the task of answering it. I've been a uh, fan of the commissioner, a defender of the commissioner, um, when others have uh, just ripped him up, down, and center. I think it's very difficult to be a commissioner in any sport. Uh, Manfred has, though, from time to time, open mouth and inserted foot. And when he does, i got to call him on the carpet. Because he has taken grief in certain corners, is this kind of a mandate uh, negotiation for him, a legacy negotiation that if this thing does cause the season to be shortened and goes on for months and months and months. He's already not the most popular with baseball fans. Is this the one that could actually put his job in jeopardy? I, I don't get that sense. Um, you know, we're not seeing a lot of owners talk out of school uh, the way, you know, the way, the way we might have, uh, uh, if the situation were different, I think that, you know, they, he's there to, he's there to get their money and he's, you know, he's done what he can to, to do things that have, that have increased revenue. And we're not seeing a lot of, um, you know, leaks and things like that, that are, that are suggesting he's on any kind of thin ice with them. Um, you know, he's on the contrary, he's, he's the bad cop that they hired, uh, you know, to do their dirty work. And, and, uh, uh, the 30 owners in general seem very happy to let, to, to let him do that. You know, this, uh, um, going back, thinking thinking about all the back and forth uh, last year over uh, the working conditions and 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 how it was, you know, Manfred uh, trading volleys with Tony Clark uh, in the press, uh, uh, you know, over over 
you know what the what the owners wanted versus what the players wanted. I think he's there to do to do their bidding, and they're pretty satisfied with him. So I don't think he's he's this is uh, something that's going to endanger, um, you know, his his job or his standing with the owners. Interesting way to look at it, uh, and that's why we have a guy like Jay Jaffe on. He gives us the interesting points of view. Jay, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you very much. We will be talking during the off season. Thanks again. All right, sounds great. Thanks, my Jody. pleasure. Jay Jaffe, you got to read him at Fangraphs dot com. Uh, if you're a baseball diehard, you know the website. If you're a baseball casual fan, might help you learn a thing or two. Check out Fangraphs dot com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.